Hello, welcome to the Pots Podcast and welcome. We've got a bit of a problem this week, haven't we, Ange? As you've had a severe power cut, power cut because of Wi-Fi connection, apparently, haven't we? Yeah, it's something to do with all these new lines they're, they're putting down. But it didn't stop us winning yesterday, so I don't care. Well, that's it. We had a big win yesterday. We're also going to have to cover it. Uh, Monday was it all Tuesday, which was uh, the deadline day, which actually turned into a bit of a purelist at the time. You know, we were just missing the people outside and Rolly Man. That's all we were missing. <laughs> um, so first we're going with the game, a very good game in fact, which was Wigan in the FA Cup. A lot of people were nervous about that. They've been, they've been in, beaten in 19. You, I was, yeah, very much me. Um, and 19 unbeaten, as I just said. And But we won 2-0, good results. And a new star is born, maybe. Yes, and I actually thought the best thing about the Wigan team was there was no James McLean, so there couldn't be any little side issues with that. And uh, Jordan Cousins also didn't play, but I thought Stoke were way the best team. They should have won by more. I mean, Fletcher had great chances, but what a great debut for Maggie. Plays, what, 15 minutes and batters one into the net? He can do that every match for me. Yeah, it was a fantastic debut for the lad. But... Would we have won with James McLean on the tip pitch? Uh, yes, we'd have won whoever was on the pitch for them. Cousins, James McLean, the whole McLean family. I just thought we were a cut above them. And as well as they're playing in Division 1, you, you can't get carried away because, yeah, they haven't been beaten since October or whatever, but they are a Division 1 team. Just as Crystal Palace in the next round will think Stoke are a good team, but we should beat them. Um, different levels in football. I thought Stoke were quite competent and could have gone up a couple of levels. Well, we'll discuss that now, actually, the FA Cup draw. This couldn't have gone any worse for me. An away match against Crystal Palace, a place we've only won once in its history, which was when, and? Um, I can't remember. When uh, was it? Well, we were both born. Uh, it's when Pulis played, it was manager, and we beat him, I think, 1-0 many moons ago in the, cha- yeah. the old championship days. We've not well, done well there since. that game. <laughs> not done well there since to be honest I think no, we've lost every time what? I just think there could have been one worse and that could have been Norwich away in midweek um, it's a vile place to get to in terms of away fans there's nobody going to be able to go on a train because I think the last train leaves Houston at 10 o'clock so it's, it's just a nightmare it'll be coaches or cars um, a place where it's noisy but you know what I'm not fearful of Crystal Palace they might batter us but we're due to win there and and Jack Butland will be playing against Stoke for the first time and hopefully you'll have a mare. Well, that's a good thing. Jack Butland is playing against us because we know Barry's chocolate wrists have been in the past for <laughs> us. And let's just hope they're ready, fresh and melted chocolate wrists this time when yeah, we play them. chuck one in your own net, Jack. Well, that's it. Do us a favour. After all that time, we had to watch him slip him into his own goal. Let's hope he can do one for us this time. You know, you just know it'll go to penalties and you just know he'll save four. Well, see, you've done it again now. You did this before and you've done it again now. This is exactly what's going to happen. He's going, he's going to be picking them out. He's going to be picking shots out the air, which he could do now and again, let's be honest. But, yeah, I think it's a bad It's a bad draw. There's, there's a couple could have been worse, obviously. We could have we could have got United. Yeah, could have got Vale. No, don't play Vale. Um, yeah, so it's 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 a bad one, but it's a good one at the same time. It, it could be yeah. it could be winnable. Depends on who they play, don't it? At the end of the day, yeah. but let's go for it. Right, so we'll move now in delightfully into the player eighteen. So let's go. We'll go and with the returning boy from injury, Joe Bergic. Uh I'm going to give Bersic a seven. Um, it was great to see him back. I thought he flapped at a couple of crosses, looked out of sorts on a couple of occasions, but when he has missed as much football as he has. Uh, look, out of the keepers we've got, he's the number one, and I was glad to see him back. So it's a seven from me. Uh, yeah, to get to the, to be honest, he gets an eight from me. I thought he was very good yesterday. Apart from, like you say, he's a bit match and sharp and all that. But that think that's a good thing for how well he played yesterday. You know, he started to move for the brown goal as well. He was doing some really nice bits of passing and trying to get possession back into into our areas, which let's be honest, Bottom and Davies weren't very good at. Um, he's the future of our goal and we've got to say that for me there's no chocolate wrist on Joe Bergic is there which is why he's getting not yet well again what have you done that for (laughs) alright so now we'll go into for me man of the match definite star man and that's Ben Wilmot 
Yes, deluded as ever. Um, I thought Wilmot was average. He's not a fullback, and so for that you can, you know, you can say, well, you'll you'll forgive him one or two errors. I I thought his passing wasn't brilliant, if I'm being honest, and I'm I'm going to give him just barely a seven. And I've only given him a seven because I know you'll have a go at me for giving him a six. Well, I'm going to give him with a six. Um, he's <laughs> not a right back. I'll be honest. Uh, he sort of. He, he tried to join in with the way we were playing. He was trying to get things moving, but he's not. He's he get he gets stuck in, which which is what I like about him. He was a couple of good tasty tackles he threw in yesterday, but for me he's not a right back. I don't know why he's playing there, to be honest. But I think with the new centre back coming in, you know, in the deadline day, I think it means that Wilmot will be more of a sort of a spare wheel for me at the moment. But not good enough for me in that position at all. Right, so we'll go in now with Josh Tymon. I thought he had a steady game. I thought he did some good things going forward. He, in fact, in the second half, I thought he was probably our better player. Um, so, for that reason, Josh Tymon is getting a seven off me. Uh, he's he's going to get a seven, but it's a story of two hours for me. Um, it left it left back. He looked solid, which was a good yeah. thing um, as, as a left back. Because normally in the past when we've talked about Josh Time and he has been very lacklustre when it comes down to defending. But yesterday I thought he did quite well. But when he went in midfield, I actually become a bit more impressed with him. He had a shot yeah. blocked, um, made a couple of useful crosses down down the, down the channels. And I thought he was quite good in that role. We, we've seen him in that role a few times and have not really been impressed. But yesterday against a weaker opposition, he, he, he looked a class above. So he gets a yeah, seven from me. Yeah, he works his socks off, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, that's what I mean. When he moves to midfield, he, he puts that work rate in that we've been asking for him when he plays left wing back. And let's yeah. hope he can move forward with that. Right, debut boy, Liam Moore. I thought Liam Moore, I was impressed with him. Um, he never stopped talking. He's got captain material written all across him. Um, he's a leader. I thought he did very well. And um, I like the look of him, so I'm giving him an eight. Uh, I'm going to go with an eight as well. I thought he was very solid. Um, he's got leadership skills because he's, I think, for five, five of the seven years he's been at Reading, he has been captain there. Um, steady debut, defensively sound. Was trying to lead from the back, trying to take over from the Jagielka role for me in that kind of role. But he was always on the front foot. He was always trying to get the ball moving, which is something again that I've been impressed with because I think we've been when Wilmot doesn't play, we we seem to have no sort of creative defending. Um, and he, he looked really good for a debut. We seem to be getting a lot of very steady debuts at the moment with, with yeah. his new signings. And Moore's impressed me. But he is a very good signing. And I can't believe we've got him. And I'm hoping for more from this lad. Right, so now we move into Harwood Bellish. I thought that was his best game for Stoke. Um, I thought he looked solid, um, composed, looked under no pressure at all. So he's getting an eight from me. Uh, he's getting a nine from me. Um, he's getting a nine. I thought he was brilliant yesterday, Harwood Bellish. I think he was absolutely brilliant. Again, we did the game perfectly. Uh, a player that, for me, you know, I think is a bit too good for this division at times when I see him play with his movement off the ball. Defensively, yes, he's had a bit of a up and down time. You know, the, the, the last game I think we played, he was a bit. A bit losty, but yesterday he really did his job well. Everything that come near him, he got rid of. His defensive marking was perfect, and he looked really, really good yesterday. I thought he was the best defender of the bunch yesterday, which is why he's getting the nine from me. Fantastic performance, right? So we're going to Joe Allen. He covers a lot of ground. He works hard. I don't think he controls the ball anywhere near as well as he did when he became a Stoke player. I always say he works hard, and I'm, I was going to give him a six, but I'll, I'll stretch it to a seven. Uh, he's getting a six from me. It's his passing, isn't it? He it, it, it does some really good one-two touch stuff yeah. at times, where he'll pass and move, pass and move, but it's always to somebody next to him. And it was like that, that howly of gifting a pass to, I can't remember the, the Reading player where he passed it pretty much directly in front of him and he, and he could have been away and he, he made, yeah. created a chance and it was, you know, the problem is when he, at the moment that he'll, he, he defensively marks all right but there's a player there that we can't afford to keep hold of if you get what I mean. 
He's on yeah. too much wages. He doesn't bring enough to the team. And for me, unless he drastically drops his wages to sign a new contract, for me, he's a player that's got to go. Yeah. We're bringing in two leaders. We've got Jagi Alka. We've got Liam Moore. For me, they're the people who can be leaders of the future. But yesterday, for me, Joe Allen was a bit of a, a bit of a mistake yesterday and could have cost us, really. Because if, if Massey wanted, was it Massey? Somebody Massey who, who yeah. you give the ball to. If, if, if they'd scored, it could have been a completely different game and it would have been from a howler. So he get, he gets, a, he gets a low score from me. Right, so now we go into Thompson. I thought Thompson had a poor game. I thought his um, thought his set pieces they were way past the players. In fact, I thought he was pretty poor. And he's he was lucky, in my opinion, when he got booked because some refs would have given a straight red for that. Not that I thought it was, but just the refs we've had this season. I didn't think he had a really good game. He's getting a six off me. Yeah, he's getting a five off me, uh, Thompson. I thought he was very poor yesterday. Uh, he's not fit, so you get he gets a. Uh, he gets a pardon by me, but yesterday, like you've already said, he was lucky to stay on the pitch. He was willing to take the ball in the, in the midfield area and willing to try to do something with it, but, it, but everything he did with it was poor. And for me, he gets a low score. And for me, I think he needs a bit of a rest, get him up to match speed and then bring him back into the team because I just don't think he's ready for it yet. Right, okay. Nick Powell. Now, I thought Nick Powell was man of the match for Stoke. Um, I thought he did what he normally does, which takes the mick out of players. But we are a far better team with Mick, Nick Powell in it than not. Um, his pass that helped towards create the first goal was sublime. I thought he was good. And then I listened to Michael O'Neill afterwards. He thought he gave the ball away a lot and didn't play particularly well in patches. So... Um, I was a bit confused, but I'm still giving him an eight. Uh, I'm going to go with an eight as well for Nick Powell. I thought he was very good. He, he did give away the ball quite a few times yesterday, but he did he did win the ball up in high positions to keep us yeah. going and, and get things ticking. Some really yeah. clever balls, especially in the second half, that led to Campbell going down the right. I thought he, I thought he was brilliant again, and we have missed him so much because he he, he he ticks our forward line. He's got that bit of trickery that can get us going and get his moving in that particular time. Missed him so much. And to be honest, he gets a good score from me. And it's great to see Nick Powell back because I think we can push for those top two places now. Do you, do you, Anne? I don't think we'll get top two, but I certainly think we've got a really good chance of um, getting into the sixes. People can look at the league table now and say, well, we're 14th. We're going to play most of the teams around us um, if we play well, we'll get in the sixth. If we don't, um, we won't. It's that simple. Oh, it's that simple. A bit of negativity there. I thought we could <laughs> sneak Bournemouth there. <laughs> um, right, so moving to Tyrese Campbell. Um, I thought he looked better coming in from wide. Uh, looked a bit more pacey and a lot more power. I mean, he obviously uh, had a hand in uh, assisting both the goals. I still think he's a fair way off where he wants to be himself and where we want him to be. I don't think he's he's near where he was, but he's getting more minutes in his legs, um, and I'm giving him a seven. A seven? Yeah. Harsh. I'm getting with a nine. I am with Tyrese Campbell yesterday. He got sake. got two assists. He was back a little bit to his old self. I thought he was taking on defenders. He was rushing forward. The only thing he was missing was a goal. I thought he was brilliant yesterday, Tyrese Campbell. I know it's a drop in level of who we're playing, but let's be honest, Wigan are literally a couple of numbers away from being a championship side again, aren't they? Yeah. And I thought he was sort of back to his best again yesterday. It was the best I've seen him since before yeah, the injury. I disagree. He made some good runs and um, he was a lot better, but I still think there's a lot more that needs to come from him. No, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I think he had... Talking out your app there, Andrew. I think he was absolutely brilliant <laughs> yesterday. Right, so now we're moving to Wright Phillips. Uh, I didn't think he um, he was great yesterday. I thought he he slowed down play a bit for me. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't energetic. He wasn't forceful as he had been. He had some nice touches, but I, I thought the game largely passed him by. So I'm giving him a six. I think we watched a different game here, Andrew. Well, we clearly did because all your sort of amounts are wrong. 
Right, so, so I'm going to go in with Wright Phillips. I thought he was, his movement, I don't think he's a left-sided player, to be brutally honest, but his trickery was good. Again, his movement was, was fresh. They, they couldn't deal with him at times, especially early on in the second half when he was making those hot, fast runs at them. They just couldn't couldn't deal with him. I know he didn't bring a lot more to the game. He didn't create any chances or get a good shot away, but just his movement alone terrifies defences. And this is a player that... I'm really excited about, for me. Really excited about. I think he was brilliant. Okay. Right. Give so him a 12, then. I'm, oh, no, I'll give him a 7. I'm not going to go okay. mental. He's, he wasn't as good as Campbell, but he was up there. <laughs> right, so now we go for another debut, boy. And this lad has really impressed me instantly, and that is Josh Magic. Really impressed. I thought he, his link-up play was great. He clearly hadn't played a lot of football, and he looked out on his feet at the end, but he took his goal well. I mean, when the guy slipped, that was all he needed, and you knew it was going to end up in the back of the net because he had his composure. And that's something we haven't had for a while. Somebody that you think he's got the ball, he's going to score. I thought he was. Um, I thought he was really good. And for me, he was our man of the match yesterday, and I'm giving him a nine. Uh, he's getting a just under a ten. He's getting a nine from me. If we could do nine point seven, he'd get a nine point seven. This lad was, hasn't played a game all season. He's been pushed straight in without really... He hasn't even been training a lot of the time from Bordeaux, from what I've been hearing. Yeah. And to put a performance in like that, that he did yesterday, where he was commanding the forward line, he was bringing everybody into play, he was linking up beautifully with Nick Powell in the first half. And that chance, he just a little touch to lose the defender, slamming the bottom corner. It was Mark Steen-esque. And yes. And I'm really impressed with him. And I can't wait to see him fit. That's that's the thing that's got me frightening. Every defender in the championship, never mind, you know, Bournemouth and who we're chasing. It's 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 gonna be a, he's gonna be a star. This lad, if we get him permanently, this is a lad that can play at an higher level. I can tell already because he's he hasn't been training, he hasn't played, and he puts a solid performance in like that. Kudos to yeah. the club for getting him signed. Absolutely fantastic, sir. It's only one game and everyone's going, going, you're an idiot, Ian. But from what I saw yesterday, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. We don't get too many people who score on their debut for Stoke, so I'll take that. Sam Surridge. Shut up. Brendan <laughs> <laughs> O'Callaghan. Daft Brendan. Right, <laughs> so now we're going to the substitutes. Jacob Brown for Wright Phillips. Right, now, I know you say you shouldn't give subs high mark, but I thought Jacob Brown did exactly what he always does. He runs at people. I thought his goal he took really, really well. It was a lovely finish, and he's getting an eight. Uh, yeah, he's getting, a, he's getting a nine from me, Jacob Brown, for the amount of time now, he was on, on the pitch. Just let's rewind to a few pods ago when you said, have you lost your mind, Angela? You can't give anybody an eight that's come on as a sub. You're giving him a nine. But he scored a goal and should have scored twice and nearly got an assist for the timing shot, so he's getting a nine. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. If he, because, I mean, I can, I can remember you give somebody an eight for running on the pitch, so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of them. I thought he, he took his, his chance. That's what I've been after from Jacob Brown, the way he took that chance yesterday. Because a lot of the time we've seen him fluff things and... and you know, not really strike the ball properly because he's he seems a bit overcautious. But yesterday he took it and he took it lovely and early. Great little finish, and that's what we've been asking for. Brown is improving every month, and there's no question about it that he was dead unlucky not score a second if it wasn't for the that goalkeeper getting in the way, which I know is his job. Yeah. But it was a really good performance from Brown coming off the bench, and that's why he gets an eye mark. Okay. Fantastic. Right, and then it'll go straight back to the other way when Klukas comes on for, for Thompson. Right, well, Klukas, the best thing I can say about him was it was a steady performance. He had a couple of good runs. Um, he's getting a seven. Seven? Seven. You don't like that, do you? I don't like that. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> right, I'll go in with a five. <laughs> oh, <for goodness> sake. <laughs> uh, he kept the well. He kept the ball well, which I'll, which I'll I'll say yeah, fair enough. And he, to be honest, he did make the most of the red card for me. But you know, yeah, he that's Klukas. right? And that's and then we have got Fox Fit Powell. I didn't think he touched the ball much. So it's hard to say he did anything that was really great or anything that was desperate. So 
I'll go middle of the road with him and you'll get a six. A six? Yeah, well, if you don't touch the ball and you don't do anything wrong, you've got to be a bit above a five because you didn't get a book, so I'm giving him a six. Uh, five for Morgan Fox. Um, Ooh, you and don't like him, do you? He, he, the quicker he goes, the better. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even kidding you. Um, and then a sub that I couldn't wait to see and I'm excited about and the future of the club is in real good hands. Tez Gell. Yeah, I, I, listen, Michael O'Neill said after he wished that Tez had had two or three of the chances that Fletcher had, which suggests he's a good finisher. Um, I, I think he looks a proper footballer. I mean, he wears black boots. He, he's a proper footballer. Uh, he doesn't do anything daft. He was neat with his passing. He was always trying to get up into the box. So even though you don't like giving players a high score, I'm going to give him a seven. Uh, he's getting a six from me, Tez Gell. Love, love the lad. I think he's going to be a, a future star. And... Yeah, I thought he did some good movements off the ball. It's a shame he didn't get the opportunity. He he passed it sort of to Fletcher, didn't he? And Fletcher yeah. scuffed it again. And, you know, wish you been, he did come in with a good off it, to, to be honest. <laughs> and, he, yeah, he did well. Right, now, speak of the man, Fletcher. Yeah, he, he ran around, didn't he? He looked like a man possessed. He got into great positions and then missed two setters. I mean, how he managed to hit the bar with one. He missed two sitters. There's nothing else you can say. He missed sitters, and and, it, and we were depending on him in the past. So, um, five. Uh, a two for Fletcher. Um, no, I'm not getting that low. <laughs> it's not, I'll, go, I'll, go over, I'll go over four, because I think those two sitters were golden chances, which should have gone in the back of the net. I don't care who they are. Um, for me now, he's. I don't think we're going to see much of Fletcher from now no, to the I end of the season. I, players, I think yeah, he's going to come off the bench, which is what I wanted at the start of the season. When we've got a player like Maginow and Tez, Jal and Campbell, we've got younger players that, for me, are better players. So, for me, Fletcher, you should have got a Bernie if the offer was there. Yeah. Right, so we're going with the referee rating because you've brought that in from last week and everybody's loved it, so we're going to carry on with it. Um, I I wasn't a big great fan of the referee, but then I'm just anti-referee at the moment. Uh, I thought his sending off was probably correct because the guy had done quite a few um, dodgy fouls against us. But I'll give him a six. Uh, I'm going to give him an eight. You are not well today. No, I'm going to give him an eight because he gave he gave the red card and he didn't send off Thompson, so he's going to get an high score from me. To, <laughs> to be honest, uh, he did us a right favour. Right, so now we'll go into the overall performance, the Stoke rating, the player rating. Well, right, listen, you're playing a team from a division lower, however good they are. Uh, it was a really professional job. I don't think we ever looked in danger, so we're going to get an eight. Uh, we're going to get a, a nine from me. I think it was a very good performance. We completely controlled the game from the beginning to the end. We we got them to no real chances, to be honest. And I thought it should have been 3-4-0. And yeah, it's a team below. But technically, they aren't a team below, are they really? They're top of the league. They're coming back up. I thought it was a good performance for me. They're, they're a championship side in in a couple of months, aren't they? Let's put it that way. And I thought it was a solid performance. We played well, and a couple of debuts that I'm really impressed with. It looks like we finally started to figure out how to how to sign players, and and we're looking impressive. And that's why they're getting an eye mark from me. It's fantastic. Right, okay. Michael O'Neill rating. Well, seeing as you've said what a fantastic and impressive. Um result it was I, I'm expecting you to give Michael O'Neill a 10 because of his substitutions at the right time as well he did everything he needed to do and I'll give him a 9 yeah he gets a 9 from me as well Michael O'Neill I think he was just just bringing Why Fletcher why didn't you give him a 10 because he brought Fletcher on okay. and Klukas to be honest um, but I liked how he brought Tez Jelly and I thought he deserved another bit of a chance because we were cruising at that point and I thought it was a brilliant performance. The subs were right. Jacob Brown came on when we needed him. He scored the goal and nearly scored another. We, we were just playing with him towards the end because the subs freshened it up. To be honest, I would have brought on um, PB instead of Klukas just to freshen that up. But good performance. And Michael O'Neill gets every credit in the world. But he gets even more credit for what we'll talk about next, Dan. Okay. Which is the incredible scenes 
on deadline day. Well, you know, I have to say, he said it was going to be a quiet window, so you have to look forward to the next busy window we're going to have, don't you? Well, that's the... that'll be something else. Listen, he's done some great business. Uh, the one thing that I think he was most disappointed about was obviously we missed out on a player because of an injury. Um, and I think that may well have been the Arsenal full centre-back that they were thinking of getting, but that didn't happen. But the one that surprised me most of all was Tashin Okabu turning down a, a chance to go to Burton. Uh, and he clearly wasn't happy about that. And we can talk about that until the cows come home. I mean, I, to me, it shows an attitude that doesn't really quite fit in. I mean, poor old Alfie Doty goes to Cardiff and um, gets a really nasty tackle. Clearly, they hadn't realised he was playing for Cardiff. They probably still thought they were playing against Stoke. And he's out for another six weeks. But if you look at the incomings... Um, Rory Delap said that the last three Stoke managers have been trying to sign Liam Moore and he's managed to do it and we got Josh Maggio which nobody thought we would get over the line and when you look at the Sunderland Till I Die uh, shows he did a lot for them and, and, and just from yesterday it looks like he could do a lot for us I think it's been a fantastic window what do you think? I think it's been an incredible window and you, everybody at home and everybody around the world who are Stoke fans listening will know why I'm so happy about the. It, it's more of an outgoing than an ingoing. And what, <laughs> Will this be Incy Wincy? No, it's not Incy Wincy because I'm actually disappointed about that because he's been playing well. Come on, everybody, what do you think? What I'm excited, what, what I'm absolutely delighted about leaving. Well, come on, tell us all. Sam Surridge has got. <laughs> we've made his money back. The we've made Williams money on him. He's now known. Fiery. Well, Fiery will probably get a hat-trick against us next weekend. I don't care. We've we made money on him. How did we make money on him? <laughs> I don't understand this garbage. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I, 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 I can remember when the links were coming up going that Forrest are interested in Sam Surrey's. I was like, why? <laughs> I, I don't get it. <laughs> but... But we bought him for two million and have somehow sold him for two point three, and I'm, I'm absolutely I, I spat my tea out at work when I was watching the latest news come in that it actually went through. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's probably the greatest sell of all time, apart from Keith Scott in a swap deal for Mike Sharon. What, what? Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, I find it a bit odd that you know Michael O'Neill was saying he didn't settle. Um, well. If he didn't settle here, let's hope he's not expecting Nottingham to be like where he's from, um, because it's not. Um, it'd be interesting to see. And, and then Surridge himself said he wanted to be at a club where he wanted to be loved. Well, you aren't going to be loved by a football club where you come on and you headbutt somebody and you sent off three games. Or miss 40-odd sitters. sitters. Yeah, so, you know, it's a fantastic deal, getting a bit serious on it now. Sam Surridge leaving and making three, 300 grand on it is an absolute genius bit of business. <laughs> it, it, it really is, I can't understand because he's he's been absolutely, apart from that first couple, first month probably when he first come, he's been hopeless. He really has been hopeless. He's missed sitters, he's got himself sent off and we've made money on it. And the transfer team deserve a massive pat on the back. If I find out who they are, I'll buy them all a drink. It'll be water because I'm not loaded. Absolutely fantastic bit of business. But also, Josh Madger coming in. What a signing. He was playing in the Premier League this time last season. He's now come to Stoke, which I think is a level more suited to him. But once he's fit, this lad will light up Stoke, I tell you that now. Because, well, let's hope so. Because when he was at Sunderland, he was pretty much a one-man army getting them back to the to the championship until the the had to sell him because his contract was up. Um, he went to Bordeaux where obviously it didn't work out, and then he went Fulham and scored I think three four goals for them. So this is a player that is could make real strides. Here. We've already got a deal in place that we sat sign him at the end of the season when the FFP has lifted. So it's it's exciting times, isn't he? I mean Liam Moore that that's a very good player. I think he's twenty nine now until thirty. Very experienced. Does he remind you of anybody that played for us in the past? He reminds me of one of my favourite ever players, actually, um, Wayne Thomas. 
Oh well, no, I thought in Luke, he looked a lot like Ashley Williams when he was running around. Well, on. don't say that because you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't blight the lad. Somebody did mention it to me as well, and I said, so long as he doesn't play like him. Um, <laughs> he, he does, he does look similar to him, but we don't even play like him. <laughs> That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Whereas Wayne Thomas was brilliant at a Stoke Shield. Yeah, he was. He was absolutely incredible player. Um, he's actually my right back in the YYY files. Actually, Wayne Thomas. Was he? Yeah, he's, he's a brilliant player. Wayne, he was my favourite player for a fair few years. Um, and if he could play like, and that's who he reminds me of, because the way he gets the ball and tries to move it forward, Wayne Thomas used to do that. And it's it's a great signing because he's he's been a, a stalwart fit ready and he's been probably their best defender for five, six years. What a signing. Yeah, yeah we've, lost, we've, we've lost Tom Ince, which is a big loss. I know everybody's upset about that, aren't they? Including you, and you're a bit upset about it, aren't losing Tom Ince. I, I, I will say one thing for Tom Ince. Um, he's had a lot of clubs and he doesn't appear to have, uh, reach the heights at any of them, with the exception possibly of Blackpool. But never once at any of those clubs have I heard Tom Ince moan, or certainly at Stoke, as he said, anything unprofessional. All the managers he's worked with have said he's professional in training. And I wish him all the best, because I think it's a really, uh, clearly a big weight on his shoulders to be following his, his, his dad. Um, and I just wish him all the best, and I hope he does really well. Yeah, I second that. He reminds me a lot of Bojan in that regard, where he just can't seem to settle anywhere. Bojan was the same, where he settled at Barcelona, but then they didn't really want He went Roma, then he went Ajax, then he went here, then he went Stoke, then he went, you know, wherever he went on loan. And then he went Salt Lake, didn't settle there. He's, he's, he's similar to that Tom Ince, isn't he? He's had good runs, like he was brilliant for Derby and Blackpool, but he comes to that was high regard. We thought he was going to get us back in the Premier League, but obviously didn't happen. He he, is, he, is, he, he doesn't complain. He, do, he works hard, and whenever... Well, I say he works hard, he, he can do. He's just one of them inconsistent players, isn't he, that it's a shame hasn't worked. But we have seen real quality in Tom Ince. Because when he was yeah. with Rowett, he actually looked a very good player at one at one point. So it, it's it's a shame to see him go, really, because he's been in good form. His goal per game ratio for the Stoke this season has been frightening, really. So, yeah. you know, he, he has been in form, and I, I was a bit annoyed to see him go, but when we bring in Maggi, you know, I quickly forgot who Tom Ince was. Uh, who, else, who else did we bring in? Did we bring anyone else in? What, the, last, what, the last couple of days, yeah. we, we've discussed all the others previously. Yeah, so, and the leavers then, so it was Tom Ince who left, Surridge left, and Oakley Booth, right, so we'll go into Oakley Booth. Who does he think he is? Well, obviously, he thinks he's better than Burton. Does, does he think he's some kind of superstar player? He's barely played 16 games in his career. Honestly, I couldn't believe it when he just... Michael O'Neill just brought that up in conversation and he said himself that he felt it was the wrong move but he couldn't make Ashley Booth go because he's under contract to Stoke. But you have to question somebody's um, attitude and ambition if they aren't going to go out alone because I think he's probably as far away from the first team at the moment than he could ever be. Yeah, he won't play for Stoke again this season. No. So for me, I don't understand why he didn't go, yeah, fair enough, because that's what he needs. He needs a loan spell. But he's not going to go lower than the championships because obviously, because he he was a, I think he won the World Cup into with the youth levels yeah. of England. So he's obviously got a big head on his shoulders, like that Solanke at Bournemouth, who yeah. to be fair is all right in the championship. But will he go up? I don't know. It's one of them with him. Yeah. But for me, he needed that loan spell. I said I think it was last week on the pod that get him out on loan. But from what we've heard, he's turned down a few clubs, not just Burton. He, yeah, see, very odd. And, and as you've said, I think he might be. Um, surplus to requirements yeah it looks like he'll be released from his contract um, I think it's the end of the season his contract's up isn't he? I think so yeah so that's bye bye to Tashin all the luck all the luck when you go to Burton permanently next season well done son mm-hmm. uh, where he could have desert, where he could have gone out on loan impressed and, and got himself a new contract yeah well done Tashan now you're going to end up Burton permanently well done that's his attitude, isn't it? No, I know. I would hate you to be my manager. I think you can be quite ruthless at times. Yeah, I can be, yeah. Because I, I just don't have time for things like that, to be honest. No, I know, I can sense. And, and to be honest, I, I, I'm gobsmacked. I mean, we don't know We don't know the reasons, but you have to say, um, <laughs> it's got to have to be a very strong one not to not to have accepted a chance to play. I mean, all, all, all players say, I, I want to play. I mean, you go back to Tom Ince. He said he wanted to play, he just wanted to play. Well, 
cashing everybody who doesn't. Obviously, he just wants to not play. Yeah, he just wants to sit, sit in the reserves. Well, he he obviously thinks he's, he's good enough for Stoke, and um, you, you have to respect his wishes. I have no idea. Well, you have to play like it. If you want to get into a team, you have to play like you deserve to be in the team. And, and the, I think the two appearances made this season, he hasn't ripped up trees. And no, exactly. last season as well. So yeah. it's a shame, really. Tom Edwards. Now, did Tom Edwards go? No, Tom, the thing with Tom Edwards is Tom Edwards is injured. And there's uh, strong rumours that he will head back out on loan to New York Red Bulls. And that deal can be done up until April because of the way the American football season starts. So... I actually think Tom Edwards will go back on loan to America. It probably will be New York Red Bulls. And uh, I wish him every success because I, I actually think there's a player in Tom Edwards, but for whatever reason, Michael and the others will fancy him. No, he obviously doesn't. I think there's a player in Tom, but he he obviously doesn't rate him and we have to get behind Michael O'Neill because he's the manager yeah. now and that's the way it is. Did any of the other young lads, has Connor, Connor Taylor extend his loan? Is it, what else do we know about the, the youngsters that have come back, like Goodwin? Uh, there's, um, there's still talk of one or two lads going to first and second division clubs, which they could do at this moment in time. Um, but I don't think uh, anything has happened as yet, apart from one of our younger boys has gone out to Chester and another one has gone to Orchingham. So... Um, the young lads, I mean, Forrester's the one that I find interesting. They've obviously decided to keep Forrester uh, back at Stoke. Um, you have to look and you have to say they aren't really going to have much chance of getting into the first team, are they? But they, they're they probably going to be up learning from the first team, and I think that's that's good for them. When you look at how Wright Phillips has come through um, and how Tesgall's coming through, then you've... you've um, You've got to admire what they've done. I mean, Eddie Jones has is, is, is gone back out on loan, or he's gone on loan. I think you have to look at the players like that who it's going to benefit. I, I'm surprised Adam Porter hasn't gone anywhere, uh, but he hasn't. I mean, Eddie Jones has uh, is, um, he's gone to Altrincham, where, where Porter was. So Eddie Jones has got a, a good future, I think, ahead of him. Yeah, I, but to be honest, I do like Harry. Uh, is it Harry Forrester? Uh, Forrester, Will Forrester, isn't he? Will Forrester. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a good player. I do. He scored yeah. that wonder goal at the end of last season, which I know doesn't indicate. We all remember Adam Rooney with that hat trick against Brighton, and I don't even know where he is now. It, it's it's one of the. I think he was at um, Salford. Oh, is he still there? Well, he may have gone somewhere else non-league now, but he was at Salford. Mm, that's what I mean. I can remember him coming through. I thought we had the next Shearer, to be honest, because I yeah. went that game. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of them where I think Forrester. To be honest, I was I was I'm surprised he didn't get maybe a sub appearance yesterday. To be honest, yeah, uh, Forrester to see how see what he could do because I have rated him since he's come through. Yeah, um, but then there's David. I think it's Okabui. I think that's how you say his surname. He's gone on the work experience loan to Chester as well. So there's a couple of players gone out and then of course while we're talking about um, new signings whilst he isn't a new signing he may come back at the end of February like a new signing because that's when Seema is supposedly back in the building Oh yeah Seema hasn't gone he's, he's staying put isn't he he's staying a Stoke player Yeah I think they, they probably tried desperately to, to change that um, but we've obviously got him and if he's back in the building at the end of February then maybe you're going to get a few few matches out of him before the end of the season. No. <laughs> I, don't no I, don't I don't think that. Maybe a couple of substitute appearances, but I, I think Michael O'Neill's washed his hands of him, in my opinion, I think. But the thing is, Ian, if you think of it now, I mean, I was thinking of the team for Monday, sorry, for Tuesday against Swansea, and you've got a chance of bringing Jaggy Elka back because he was cup-tied, um, Jaden Philogene Bades was cup tied. Lewis Baker was cup tied. Normally, you'd say those three players would go straight back into your team, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that now, would you? Uh, yeah, yeah. You'd put all three of them straight in. I wouldn't put all three of them straight back in, but I would definitely put Baker back in for Joe Allen. Oh, I would put Baker in, and um, and I Jag don't think go, I don't think he'll go in instead of Joe Allen. I think he'll go in instead of Thompson. Um, I, d I think he may put Jaggy Elker in, but then do you take Wilmot out altogether or do you put him as the full-back? 
Well, we'll go into it now. So the next game, obviously, is Tuesday night, isn't it? It's, uh, it's home to Swansea, aren't we, Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be going that one because I'm on 6-2. My God. Good God. Long out of wallet. Well, hey, I've got a season ticket. I still, I still go with the home games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just always at work. <laughs> um, yeah, going to the Swansea game, I, I feel that we'll go back to a back three. Um, I think... Right, I'll go with the team I'd go with against Swansea because I know what they're like, the nippy little things, aren't they, Swansea? Nearly swore then. Um, I'll go with... I'll go with Bershik's keep him in goal. I'd go with... Yeah. Is, is Smith fit again now, Tommy yeah, Smith? Yeah, he played yesterday. Who did? I'm only winding you up. Go on. So I'll go Smith at the right wing back. I'd go with... Um, Haywood Bellish on the right side of the defence, Jaggy Alki with Liam Moore. Um, I'd go with left wing back Tymon because we've got no one else. I'd put Baker in the holding midfield. I'd go with um, Alan. No, yeah, go on, I'll go with Alan alongside Powell with Campbell on the right side of the attack. Left, right Phillips with Marjorie up front. Has he done enough to deserve to knock right Phillips or Campbell out the team, though? Well, I think Campbell has, has played a lot of minutes. I don't think he'll start him for that reason. I think he'll bring him on. Um, so I, I, that's why I'm putting uh, Philogene Bedace in. You just like saying that now, don't you? <laughs> Probably, yes. I mean, <laughs> to you, he's Jaden. To me, he's Jaden Philogene Bedace. <laughs> Phil, I can't, I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm what, desperate for us to get a triple battle name, you know. Just desperate because I'm sure Nigel will struggle with that. Has, has Nigel said his name yet? Yeah, yeah calls him Jade. <laughs> My uh, mate Jade. Right, so we're going with a, a score predictions for this game. What do you think? Right, well, I mean, you're always miserable, aren't you? At the best of times, you're miserable about um, about score predictions. Swansea, I remember you being equally as miserable and saying we're going to get battered, and we we fairly walked that one. Now Swansea played Blackburn. Um, I saw the last twenty minutes of it, and they looked like they were running on empty because they had ten men at that point. Uh, they looked a good team, however, and they hung on and won. And I'm going two one Stoke. Hey, I'm going two nil. I'm going to go. Over, right. I'm going to go over comfortable two nil win. Uh, right, goal scorers. I'll go with Magic two. Oh, will you? Really? Yeah. I'm going with Jacob Brown. Yeah. And I'm going with Taylor Howard Bellis from a corner. Hey, Taylor Howard Bellis. But there's one player we forgot to put on both his sides that we should have put in both his sides. And who's that player? I don't know. Well, think about it. Who's, who's the player that turns up against his former clubs? Oh, oh Samuel? Yeah. No, no. I mean, he always does. I, I would agree with you, but... Um, I'd rather him come off the bench and, and score a hat-trick. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd still give him a seven. <laughs> <laughs> right, so then we move into the Saturday game, which, again, I can't remember. Um, who, we, who we playing Saturday? Nottingham Forest, but oh, Nottingham. No. Oh, no. Um, where you will get the chance, if you bother to make the pilgrimage, of course. It might be tough for you, though, Ian, having seen one match midweek to see another on a Saturday. Um, no Fiery Sam, as he's now known, not Fireman Sam. <laughs> Fiery Sam Surridge will be, unless he's injured, twisted in eyelash, eyelash or something, he'll be playing against his old club. Uh, and that'll be a tough one, and I, I'd happily take a point, and I think we'll get at least a point. Uh, I've got another nickname for Sam Surridge, and it's not going to go on the air. Um, I think we'll beat him. I do. I think we'll beat. I think we'll beat them one 0 I do. I think we'll scrape them. And Josh Magic is going to score another goal, and he's going to be the new Mark Steen. 
You, you've he made it to your first. That's brilliant. Especially Forrest. We know how good Forrest have been since their new manager's gone in. What team would you go with to try and fix that, <laughs> really, of how well they've been playing recently? Well, I think you'll have to make... He, he won't he tinker with the team again, but now you've got the possibilities to change the side. I think he will have... Um, I think he will have Jagielka back in the team for that one anyway. Um, I think Maggio will play the whole of that 90 minutes. And I would play Klukas in that match. Klukas? Why Klukas in that match? Because he hates playing... He always seems to play well against Notts Forest. Did he get sent off against Notts Forest? Yeah, well, I mean, that means he's putting himself around a bit, doesn't it? And he's getting stuck in. <laughs> no, I honestly do think he'll play Klukas at Notts Forest. Oh. Um, I think it's going to be a really tough game, but... Look, we have to... There is no such thing as a have to win any match unless it's one where you're going to go down if you don't win it or get promoted if you win it. Um, times, you know, matches are really now. We've got 18 league matches left. To, to get into the playoffs, we're going to have to have really championship winning form and I think we've got to win at least 10 of those 18 games. And when you look at the matches we, we've got, uh, Notts Forest is prom- probably one of the hardest ones because it's away. Uh, but Queen's Park Rangers were supposed to be a tough match away, and we beat them. And then we got Bournemouth away as well. So if you look at the tough matches we've got, we I think we've got to win ten matches and draw three out of eighteen. And if you if if you want to do damage to other teams, you've got to either beat them or draw with them, haven't you? So that's why I'm saying we'll get a draw at Forest. What do you think? I think we'll win one now. I think okay. we, I think we'll beat Forest. I do. I don't, I don't know why, but every time I say this, they don't. So. Okay. But I've got a feeling we should do well against them. Great. Right. So we'll move into the women. Well, the ladies' first team's match was called off because of a waterlogged pitch. I don't think they were playing Salford because, sadly, the Mail went all the way to Salford yesterday, didn't they? And they had their match called off. And I have to say, Gary Neville, I don't know if you saw that, and I, I, I thought what he did was tremendous. He, they gave all the food that they'd made to the Port Vale supporters for free who've made the journey there they've also said they'll pay for all the Vale fans coach trips to, to the rearranged match and the Port Vale team so you have to hold your hands up to that unfortunately nobody's doing that for Stoke Ladies but the reserves are just about to finish they're playing Nottingham Forest and they went into the break at one each with a, a, a goal from Foxhall and with two minutes to go uh, if I just say the wheels have fallen off, um, they fall one down. Oh, brilliant. Nice little omen for next Saturday. Yeah. Right then. Well, you, to be fair, when the women stop, when the women lose, the men win. So yeah, okay. let's hope that that's going to be an omen for next weekend and we'll, we'll, we'll turn up and smash Forest 4-1. Right. Now, before we finish, which I know we're about to do, I want your prediction for the last 18 matches. Are we going to do enough to get into the playoffs? Um, I can tell from your voice it's a no because you're trying to hedge how you say it. I can't see us winning 10 games because we've got well, a really. To, I know we're going to have to, but I just don't. I think too much damage was done again after Christmas for me, around Christmas and recently, where we've completely slipped away. I, I just I, I think we've had, I think we've had a bit of a tumble. We've done well in January, but I think we've building a team more for next season now. I don't think we'll make the playoffs now, personally. I think we'll scrape eight for ninth. With because I just I, it, we we've got Nick Powell back. We've got Madger in. I know that, but I think Madger is also a signing for next season when we get him on a permanent basis. The the truth is, I just can't see us breaching that gap especially with the performances of Forest and especially Middlesbrough because I, I think Middlesbrough might even sneak the top two the way they're playing you know they absolutely destroyed Man United the other day I just don't think we've got enough in do you? I think we can I, I, I it's a big ask but I think we can do it uh, and the other team that I think a lot of people are um, writing off is Sheffield United, which I remember telling you at the start of the season, I thought they would make the playoffs, and they're looking like they've got as good a chance as anybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a no from me, Anne. <laughs> right, okay. Sheffield United. Do, do rely. So are you now going to um, 
lie down in a darkened room until you can get to the game on Tuesday? No, no, no. I've, I've got a feeling we'll get... I've got a feeling, but... You know, it's one of them for me. Playoffs, it's 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 just a big ass for me. It's I think we've we've destroyed ourselves a little bit too much over Christmas and the New Year, and you know, climbing that back with other teams now kicking into form, it's going to be a difficult ask for me. And I'd I'd love to say that we can, but I haven't seen the evidence of it so far. I, have, I know we haven't seen the new players play, and and after, and after a month, I might change my mind. But at this moment in time, I just think we've we've dropped too low. I mean, we're 14th now. It, we, not long ago, we were fifth, and it was only about two months ago we were fifth, and that, that's a big drop. And I know we've yeah, got. Yeah, but we didn't play yesterday. Other teams did. I know, I know that. I know. I know that we've got games. In, I think we've got three games in, in hand now, aren't we? On some no, we've got. Look, to be honest, we you can effectively say against the teams that are around us for a playoff place, for the majority, we've got one game in hand. Exactly. So, you know, plus we, we've got difficult games coming up as well. We, we haven't got a lot of easy ones. We've sort of had them and not taken points. Yeah, you know, but I always think Stoke do better against the teams um, that are, you know, I mean, Fulham, we were unlucky not to get anything against Fulham. Can't continue to be unlucky for the rest of our season against these better teams. I, I, I'm not talking me down. I think we, we can do it. Well, we'll take that then. If you All think right. we can do it, we can do it. Right, and my phone's lasted the whole way through, and there's no more power outages, so they must have gone home. There you go then. So it's good news. Stoke isn't black anymore. It's it's, <laughs> co it's covered in lights, and <laughs> let's hope that the end of the season is going to be covered in lights. So thanks for that, and have a good podcast. See ya. Thank you very much. So thanks for listening, and if you don't already know, the podcast is on every podcast platform now. Pretty much everyone out there. So follow us and like us on whichever one you follow us with. If you're on iTunes, do us a great favour and put a five-star review and it goes a long way for the podcast. And also follow us on social media. There's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's Instagram. We're on all of them. Just go on, tap the Potters podcast, and you'll find us easy and join. Also share the page. I'm hoping to get a 1,000 uh, followers and likes on the Potters podcast page on Facebook by the end of, by the, end of the year. So if you can go on and give us that like, it means a lot to me. And obviously Ange, probably not so much for Ange actually. So thanks for listening. ta -ra. All the best. <laughs>